It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues at Disney On Demand. And this week, for the week of November 28th, 2013, show number 56, it's that time of the year when we're going to bow our heads, we're going to give thanks, and we're going to spend that time with those loved ones, those family members, and all those people that we're thankful for in our lives because Thanksgiving is here. That's right. This week here at Disney On Demand is no different. We're going to give thanks all show long. And to give thanks, it's one of those times in the year when we can bow our heads and we give thanks for our children, our loved ones, those significant others, or all the blessings, whether that be work or jobs or anything that you can be thankful for. Thanksgiving is here. And this week for show number 56, for the week of November 28th, 2013, we have all kinds of fun because we have somebody here at the show that is somebody that you interact with every single day of your life. Well, maybe if you're an iPhone user or an iPad user, because we have none other than Susan Bennett stopping here at the show. Now you may be asking just who is Susan Bennett. Well, Susan Bennett is the original voice of Siri. That's right. On your iPads, on your iPhones, as well as many other things like Delta Airlines, television commercials for Coca-Cola, and many other goodies. But Susan is most notably known for the original voice of Siri for your iPad and your iPhone. And Susan's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. How she found out that she was the voice of Siri, her current projects, latest commercials, and just what it's like to be this interactive social voice that everybody has a personal connection with. In addition, we have the D-Team back. That's right, we have Aaron back, as he's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag. You have questions, he has answers, and he's going to dip his hand into that bag with I Want to Know. We also have Lexi back, our D-Team member from Down Under. Now, Lexi, being Down Under, she doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, but she has a lot to be thankful for. And she's going to be stopping in with a variety of different things, including the Hollywood Walk, with a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Susan Bennett. And we have Paige back with the Magical Music review. Paige is going to dip her foot into that Christmas tunes with Thanksgiving right here, right around the corner is Christmas. So we figured how fitting is Paige is going to dip her hand into the magical music review with a little bit of Christmas fun for you. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-wire and all kinds of magic. So as we bow our heads and give thanks here this week, let's officially kick off show number 56 for the week of November 28th by kicking off the show with friends, family, and all those to be thankful for. I'll be right back, all you D-heads.
Envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Yes, everybody. This year, for once, I don't have to work on Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Right. So we can all be together. Right. Right. And I can cook Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, all right. Okay, what happened there? Honey, come on. It's just cooking Thanksgiving dinner is a lot of work. Yeah, are you sure we shouldn't just eat out? I mean, for your sake. No way. Every Thanksgiving, I have to eat turkey sandwiches out of the hospital vending machine, and you guys have to go to the old-time buffet. This year, we're going to be together, and I am going to cook. Old-time buffet offers quality and value. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and they're chicken fingers? Mm. <laughs> we are having dinner here, and that is final. All right. Okay. Actually, you know, I have a Thanksgiving announcement. This year, we are going to be joined by Grandpa. Oh, yay! yay! Grandpa Duncan. Yeah. Hurts, doesn't it? Oh, come on, you guys. My dad has some good qualities. Such as? You know what? He exhales carbon dioxide, which is needed by plants. All right, well, we've got bigger problems. Mom's cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, no, 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 no. The best chef in the house, PJ, is cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I am? She's never gonna let me. That's why you have to trick her. Give her the illusion that she's cooking when, in reality, you're the one doing all the work. Okay. Got it, got it. Um, just one question. What does illusion mean? <laughs> Three words. Cook Thanksgiving dinner. Right now? <laughs> Relax, Dad. Just messing with you. Oh, by the way, Thanksgiving, two words. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Don't eat yet, my dear family. There's more to come. On top of this marvelous bird, we have one raisin each. Ooh. Half a walnut. Ah. Two grapes. Ooh. Ah. Now, before we start, let's not forget the man who made this glorious feast possible, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. Please, not when we're eating. Dear wife, this is the season of goodwill to men. What do you say, Tiny Tim? I say thank you, Mr. Scrooge. And God bless us, everyone. That's right. Uh, you see, we've got a Christmas tree. Well, it's just as small as a holly sprig, but we've got a goose. And it's as tiny as a sparrow. But we have love, we have love. Well, I guess there won't be any pretty toys to cheer our little girls and boys, because... Well, our 
our Christmas budget. It's, it's much too narrow. But, but we, we have love. We have love. We don't have everything we want. But we have all we need. Our stockings may be empty. But our hearts are full indeed. You know something? We've got a pudding. Smaller than a single plum. But today we'll share with one another. We'll share our love. We have love. They are blessing you, Ebenezer Scrooge. You who have supplied them with such a paltry fare. Oh, but surely they have more food than that. Look, look at that huge pot boiling on the stove. Yeah, that's your laundry. We don't have everything we want, but we have all we need. Our stockings may be empty, but our hearts are full indeed. Oh, yes, we've got a pudding. Unfortunately, it's smaller than a single plum. But today, we'll share with one another. We'll share our love. We have love. Oh. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron. I just wanted to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for all the friends and family I have in my life. I love being a dad. My seven-year-old son Eli amazes me all the time, and it's like having a second childhood through his eyes. I'm also thankful for all the D-heads out there. Thanks for listening and giving me an outlet for my love of Disney. I hope everyone gets to spend time with the ones they love. Have a great Thanksgiving, and try not to eat too much. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, for the week of November 28th, 2013, show number 56, you may have noticed a little bit of a theme, as it is the week of Thanksgiving. That's right, and there's a lot of things to be thankful for, whether that's friends, family, loved ones, and more. And of course... We're all thankful for technology. Yes, we are. It makes our lives easier, more efficient, and of course, it always makes it fun. And with us here this week to celebrate Thanksgiving is somebody that is highly involved with technology. That person who you probably interact with on a daily basis if you own an iPhone or an iPad. We have Susan Bennett stopping in here at the show. Now, Susan is the original voice of Siri. Yes, you heard me correct. The original voice of Siri for Apple's iPhone and iPad is stopping in here at the show. Now, yes, Siri, we interact with her on a variety of different times. People have asked Siri many questions. 
Sometimes not the most pleasant, sometimes the most nice, but we all interact with Siri on a variety of different levels. How many times have you asked her for locations, directions, dictionary terms, and more? And we have none other than Susan Bennett, the original voice of Siri, stopping in here at the show to celebrate Thanksgiving as we're all thankful for a variety of different things, including technology. In addition, we have the D-Team back. As I already mentioned, we have Aaron back with I Want to Know, Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, and Paige with the Magical Music Review. There's all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire and more as we officially kick off Thanksgiving. And you may have noticed a little bit of a theme all show long as we're celebrating Thanksgiving and all the things that we're thankful for. And I will be stopping in later to let you know what I'm thankful for, as well as some of the D-Team is going to be stopping in all show long with what they're thankful for as well. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, before I get into news, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Now there you can visit our full website with all the past shows in our archives, the latest news blogs, and more right there at your fingertips at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Now you can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook, at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, AOL Instant Messenger, Skype, and Pinterest. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe to us on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And of course, stay connected right there in the palm of your hand with our absolutely free iPhone app. So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's jump right into news and one of the hottest things. Since it is Thanksgiving weekend, what are some of the big things going on? Yes, of course, Black Friday, but also movies. Thanksgiving is also a time when great movies come out and families and everybody flock to the movie theaters. And how about Disney's Frozen? Now last week here at the show we had none other than Jesse Cordy who is providing a variety of different voices for the film Frozen and it is coming out this week. That's right, we are already planning to go see it as a family but Disney is now partnering up with Iceland to promote the upcoming Frozen film release. That's right, Disney has announced that it has formed a partnership with Frozen food retailer Iceland to promote the upcoming release of Frozen hitting theaters this week. Yes, the family-oriented campaign is going to give Iceland customers, yes, in the country Iceland, the chance to pick up complimentary child's tickets with the purchase of an adult ticket with the grocery spending of over 15 or more. Now, as a marketing campaign launched this week, it's also going to incorporate in-store branding as well as TV and newspaper advertising featuring key characters from the film. Now, Barnaby Rothwell, director of promotions of Disney Media Plus EMEA, said this promotion demonstrates how Disney Media Plus promotion can communicate with our clients, customers in a fun and engaging way. We are therefore thrilled to be able to offer Iceland's customers and their families the chance to enjoy Frozen during the festive period in cinemas throughout the UK. Now, there's a variety of different things that they have going on with this, and now you can also get this extra deal as Disney is partnering up with Iceland to promote the upcoming film Frozen. Now, Mickey Mouse has just recently celebrated his birthday this last week, and of course we played the awesome song, I Grew Up on Mickey Mouse, but how about Disney resurrecting Walt Disney's voice. That's right, Walt Disney is living once again in the all-new Mickey Mouse cartoon. Yes, starting with Steamboat Willie in 1928, Walt Disney provided the high-pitched, enthusiastic tones for Mickey Mouse for at least a hundred shorts, possibly even more. So now in the all-new Get a Horse, playing in theaters as part of the animated feature Frozen. Yes, it's playing right before that film that we just talked about. Mickey, Minnie, and their friends go on a hayride, and in the process, traveling from black and white 2D hand-drawn images to color 
color 3D digital animation. Now, when it came time to cast the voice of Mickey, the filmmakers went with Walt Disney himself. Yes, I gotta love that. Walt Disney, the man himself. Patching together dialogue from words or even sounds he uttered on other old audio tracks. Now, as it has been quoted, for me, the immediate thought was, how can I get back to that Mickey that I really love? Said director Lauren McMullen in a phone interview with the Walt Disney Animation Studios in Burbank, California. As they were working on Get a Horse, Miss McMullen and her team needed temporary dialogue, so they pulled together old audio of Walt Disney himself voicing Mickey Mouse between 1928 and 1947. It sounded so right at a certain point someone said, you should just make it Walt, and you could list him in the credits. So they decided that everything Mickey should be in Disney's voice. Yes, you gotta love that, being a fan of Walt. Now, some words were missing altogether, like red, which Mickey uses when he sees himself in color for the first time, and we couldn't find anything anywhere, so we were committed to making Walt's voice. So as they mentioned, they used their assistant editor to patch together words and sounds like er and eh and duh to make it what Walt had said. Of course, Mickey didn't talk much then and rarely did anything at all, but... It is awesome. Now the final mix can be seen as part of the opening animated short before Disney's film Frozen. And like I said, this is true to Disney. I love it. Using Walt himself. I mean, with the current passing of Diane Disney Miller, Walt's daughter. I mean, it just seems fitting that now they have this great animated piece that Walt has voiced himself. Now, since we are talking about Walt Disney, let's talk about the upcoming film that everybody is excited for, and how about Saving Mr. Banks? Now, everybody knows that this story, and we've talked about it here on the show many times, about the pursuing of Walt Disney to P.L. Travers into getting the release for Mary Poppins for him to make the film. Well, how about the all-new soundtrack getting released in an all-new two-disc deluxe edition soundtrack featuring unreleased demo songs by the Sherman Brothers as well. Now, this is coming out on December 10th. That's right, Walt Disney Records is going to release the original motion picture soundtrack for Disney's Saving Mr. Banks and Saving Mr. Banks 2-Disc Deluxe Edition on December 10th, 2013. Now, Thomas Newman conducted and composed the original score for the film Saving Mr. Banks, and this is going to hit theaters on December 13th. Now, also, with this, one of the most respected film composers, Newman has scored over 50 films himself. Now, he has done a variety of different films like The Shawshank Redemption, Little Women, Unsung Heroes, American Beauty, Road to Perdition, Finding Nemo, Lemony Snicket, The Good German, Wally, and more. Now, Newman said the rare opportunity of writing music for a movie about making Mary Poppins one of the greatest films to date was an impossible to ignore. The fact that it could provide emotional content and the making of the Sherman Brothers and Walt Disney has endured reason enough to take on the challenge. Now, the soundtrack also features songs like Chim Chimarie, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Let's Go Fly a Kite, as many others as well, performed by Jason Schwartzman, who is playing Richard Sherman, and BJ Novak, who's playing Robert Sherman, as they demo the songs for P.L. Travers. Now, Richard Sherman serves as a music consultant for the film. Now, director John Lee Hancock said the songs are so terrific. The fact that we still hum them to date and sing them is genius of the Sherman Brothers. Now, first released in 1964, Mary Poppins was a great soundtrack. It had great songs, including 14 original songs by the songwriters, the Sherman Brothers, Richard and Robert Sherman. The soundtrack was number one album for 14 consecutive weeks in 1965, maintaining that number one position 
that year longer than the Beatles. That's right, you heard me correct. Now, on this two-disc limited edition set, there's going to be a variety of different things. Of course, they're going to have the soundtrack from the film, as I just mentioned, and on disc two, they're going to have Mary Poppins pre-demo recordings. They're going to have the Pearly song, which was also supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, performed by the original Sherman Brothers, Chimchimmery, Tuppence a Bag, Let's Go Fly a Kite. They're also going to have Mary Poppins soundtrack recordings, including the original songs that we all know and love. Spoonful of Sugar, Chim Chim Marie, Feed the Birds, Let's Go Fly a Kite, and more. So now you can pick this up. It is Saving Mr. Banks, the two-disc limited edition set, hitting stores December 13th. I gotta get my hands on this one. Now moving right along, all of you D-heads and all you Disney fans out there, let's get away from movies and music, and how about Vinylmation? Now everybody does love Vinylmation, there's a variety of different ones, I mean I only have a few, but I do love them. Well, the Orlando Magic and the Walt Disney World Resort, a Champions of the Community partner with the Magic and the Amway Center, have teamed together to offer exclusive stuff as they're calling it, and Orlando Magic themed 3 inch Disney Vinylmation figures in the Orlando Magic Team Shop presented by Adidas. That's right. Coming up this week, right now, The Stuff. Yes, yes, um, literally, it's called The Stuff. S-T-U-F-F. Vinylmation figure, along with the new Orlando Magic Vinylmation figure, will be available for the first time and sold exclusively in the team shop through December 19th. So this is limited edition run. Now, the collectible figures were first introduced by Disney Parks in November of 2008. And many of these figures are shaped like Mickey Mouse, but contain different characters or designs inspired by Disney attractions, shows, stories, and more. As Disney fans, I'm telling you things you don't already know. I mean, Vinylmation is huge. Now, the Amway Center has featured a 5-foot Mickey Mouse Vinylmation since the beginning of 2012 to the 2013 season. A large version of the stuffed Vinylmation will also be added to the Disney Atrium. Now, the Orlando Magic Team Shop, presented by Adidas, is going to be open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and during game nights. Now, you can get these limited edition Vinylmation figures right now only through December 19th. So if you're a huge Vinylmation fan and you're one that really wants to get the collectibles, this is your chance to do it. Get the collectibles. I mean, these are going to be rare, they're gonna be really limited, and now you can get them. Check it out as part of the Orlando Magic. Now, getting back to film and TV, now with it being Thanksgiving, there's a, you know, a little lull in news here this week. Everybody's taking off for the holidays, they're taking off to spend that time with their loved ones and more. So let's get back to some, I guess some Disney Channel news and maybe some more music. And how about Walt Disney Records releasing Austin and Alley, Turn It Up, featuring all new songs from the hit Disney Channel series. That's right, with the holidays coming up and Austin and Alley being a hit Disney Channel show, they have something new that they can be thankful for with the holiday season. If you have a tween or a child or somebody that just loves Austin and Alley, maybe yourself. Now in the midst of season three, Austin and Alley is continuing to dominate the Disney Channel airwaves, ranking as year to date as the number one series among kids ages six to 14. Now the series follows the adventures of the budding pop star Austin Moon and songwriter Austin's secret weapon, Allie Dawson. Now they have an all new CD that is getting released in time for the holidays right now, and it's gonna feature a variety of different songs, including Upside Down, Me and You, Who You Are, Superhero, Parachute, what we're about and chasing the beat of my heart as well as many others. Now if you have a tween and you want a stocking stuffer, maybe you're in the Midwest and you celebrate St. Nick. Now you're wondering, just what is St. Nick? Well, it's coming up next week, so Google it, Wikipedia, and it only happens in a few states here in the United States. So, you know, if you're like me and you're one of those people that celebrate St. Nick, uh, you know, maybe it's a great stocking stuffer for that or maybe a Christmas present. Well, Walt Disney Records is releasing Austin and Alley Turn It Up with all new songs from the hit Disney Channel series. 
Now, pushing right along with more Disney Channel news, let's talk about an all-new crossover special. Now, everybody loves the crossovers, whether that was the old Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, and more, and Disney Channel is always perfect at doing this. Whether it's for Halloween, or Christmas, or whatnot, well, the Disney Channel is kicking off the season with a brand new crossover special, Good Luck Jesse, the New York City Christmas. Yes, leading the way for a week-long Home for the Holidays event, featuring Bridget Mendler in an hour-long block of Good Luck Charlie each weeknight at 7 p.m. This Friday, two of Disney Channel's biggest shows are coming together to kick off the holiday season with a very special Christmas episode. The Duncan and Ross families are going to be teaming up in Good Luck Charlie and Jesse crossover episode in Good Luck Jesse, the New York City Christmas. Now, this is a great chance for the show to really just take leaps and bounds and combine all your favorite things. And we're going to be talking to Bob Duncan, yes, the father of Good Luck Charlie, here on future shows as part of our very merry Christmas season here at Disney On Demand. And I'll talk more about our very merry Christmas season coming up, uh, you know, later on here in the show. But this is going to be a great one to kick off the holidays, so definitely set your DVRs, get ready, Disney Channel this weekend. Now also this weekend with the Disney Channel, my final piece of news here, since, like I said, news is a little light here off the D-Wire, how about Livin' Maddie, another popular Disney Channel show, kicking off the Fala days this weekend on Disney Channel. Yes, everybody who watches the Disney Channel, my children as well, they love the Fala days, and it's about to kick off the holiday season this weekend with new episodes that are going to kick off the Christmas season right with Livin' Maddie and many others. Now they're going to ring it in with all new songs and more as part of the Livin' Maddie cast, and they're going to just start the holiday excitement for the Disney Channel as there's going to be a lot more things to come with more crossover episodes, more holiday episodes from your favorite shows like Austin and Allie, Liv and Maddie, Good Luck Charlie, and many others. So Liv and Maddie is officially kicking off the follow holidays this weekend on the Disney Channel. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. Yes, news is a little light here this week. It is Thanksgiving, but we are getting ready to give thanks once more for all those that we are thankful for in our lives and that we love, and we're going to bow our heads and get ready to give more thanks here at the show. So you have questions, he has answers, and Aaron is going to be stopping in with I Want to Know, and we have one of the things that we're thankful for, technology, as we have Susan Bennett, the original voice of Siri, stopping in here at the show very shortly as well to celebrate Thanksgiving with all of you D-heads. So with that said, before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is officially sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations are going to help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and vacations by Disney, making it the most magical that you can have for your family. They're going to help you plan it and cover every detail from getting down there, maybe itineraries, and booking your trips, and many other. Definitely contact them, and they will make it the most magical vacation that you could possibly have for your family. Check them out at PixieVacations.com, the official sponsor of DizRadio.com. So with all that said, all of you D-heads, I'm going to take a drink here of some vanilla spiced eggnog, and uh, I will be right back. Get up, I gotta get going. I'm gonna see a friend of mine. He's round and he's fuzzy. I love him because he's just Boo Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. Looking for fun, chasing some honeybees. Boo Bear, I know he's out there. Rumble and tumble, climbing a honey tree. But never ends for us. We're so adventurous. Feast every now and again. There's nobody home It's nice to be able
Hi, I'm Lenny DeGeorge. I'm the executive chef here at Walt Disney World for the resorts. Here at the resorts, we carve several thousand turkeys every holiday. And I'm here to kind of take that mystery out of what it's like to carve the turkey and how to do it safely for your holiday. If you look, the first thing we do is give ourselves plenty of room here. We have a nice large wooden cutting board. We have the turkeys positioned in the middle of the board, and that's going to help us with our knife safety. If you look at our knife here, it's a very sharp knife. We want to make sure that we're always carving with a sharp knife because it's a lot safer than carving with a dull knife. Okay, we're going to start carving our turkey by going after this drumstick. You want to find that joint. You kind of use your, your fork just to kind of find where that joint is and, and almost pop it. It's very important that as you take each piece off the board, you want to take it and move it onto your platter so that you're not fighting the other pieces of the bird while you're trying to carve. Okay, next we're going to separate our wing just like we did our drumstick, and we're searching for that little joint that connects them. Lastly, our thigh, and we're going to go in here, and if you see, there's where that joint is, and that's what we're going after. So you want to get that knife in there and you hear that pop, that means you're successful. Now, finally, our breast. You reposition that bird again, and now we're going to start slicing our breast. You use that fork to steady the slices as they're coming down. It's a lot easier to pull off a quarter of an inch to a half inch thick slice. It also holds the heat for the turkey better. Now we're going to continue to slice the breast and transfer them all to the platter. If you look at that, that's beautiful and juicy. This is really delicious meat. Doesn't this look delicious? This is our finished carved turkey. If you get a little bit intimidated by carving that turkey in front of your whole family, there's nothing to be ashamed of by carving it in the kitchen and bringing out a beautiful platter. Happy holidays from everybody here at the Walt Disney World Resort. This is Jerry Reese. You are listening to DizRadio.com. Sherry's already had a thousand tales. Master, you in luck, cause up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now, some heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch in the damn you got who and how, say all you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Lancer, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> Life is your restaurant, and I'm your manager. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir. We pride ourselves on service. You're the boss, the king, the shop. Say what you wish. It's yours. True dish about a little more boggling. As I'm a column, try all of column B. I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. No, no. Can your friends do this? Can your friends do that? Can your friends pull this off their little hand? Can your friends go poof? Hey, look at here. Can your friends go abracadabra, let it rip, and then make the sucker disappear? Oh, just this like your buggy eye. You got me bone out feet ass, certified. You got a genie for a 
this that's three miles long, no doubt. Well, all you gotta do is rub like so. Hey-ho! Mr. Aladdin, sir, have a good shot, two or three. I'm on the job, you big nabob. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a A friend like me. Disney Channel gives thanks all week long. I am most thankful for my family um, because they're the people that can get you through anything. I am thankful for being able to have the ability to impact lives and children across the world and let them know that you can do it too with drive and commitment. I'm thankful for my family and my friends because without them, I wouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> I'm definitely thankful for all the people who I have around me who I love and care for and get to spend time with. Disney Channel gives thanks all this week. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron. I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. I hope everyone's getting ready for Thanksgiving. I know we're busy at the Carpenter House. I want to start this week off with a correction from a question I had in episode 51. Patty Savant in Colorado asked about the song from all of us. She remembered having an LP of the song as a kid and recalled that Goofy was a part of that song. I told her that Goofy was not, but it turns out I was incorrect. Jonathan found the LP in his very impressive Disney collection. And you are correct, Patty. It's a bad impression of Goofy, but he does appear in the song. Sorry about the mistake, but I strive to get you D-heads the correct answers to your questions, so I'm glad to get that fixed. Let's reach into the virtual mailbag and get started for this week. Our first question comes from Kurt of Phoenix, Arizona, and he writes, Aaron, loving the segment, and love the Gravity Falls new intro. My question has to do with the parks. I know Disney does Christmas huge, but is there ever a Thanksgiving anything going on? Thanks a bunch. I'm glad you're loving the segment. And I love the new intro, too. But, unfortunately, Disney does not offer a Thanksgiving parade or decorations in the park. But Christmas is in full swing, and the decorations look great. There are special meals available at most Disney World restaurants on Thanksgiving. Liberty Tree Tavern in Magic Kingdom puts on a great Thanksgiving meal. And this year, at Tusker House at Animal Kingdom, they're having a full Thanksgiving buffet for both lunch and dinner. And if you plan on going on Thanksgiving Day, be prepared. It's going to be very crowded. Our next question comes from Amy Zinkarski from Houston, Texas, and she writes, In Disney's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, I recently got the soundtrack from iTunes. I noticed that the version I heard all the time from the film is slightly different in lyrics and tone. Am I right? The version on most CDs are fun and upbeat, but not the same as in the film. I'm right, right? Well, I can see why there's a lot of confusion about the audio from this movie. Rather than an authentic soundtrack recording of the film's score or dialogue, two vinyl albums were released to coincide with the film's first two releases. Both albums contained condensed and heavily altered versions of the film's script without the usage of any of the film's cast for character voices. In addition, both albums had a different narrator than in the movie. Neither album mentioned Nemo as actually being insane as the film does, and considerably sanitized the character by omitting any mention of him killing anyone, 
even having him sing with his crew. The album also had Nemo surviving at the end. The first album was released in 1954 in conjunction with the film's original release. This album, a book and record set, was issued as part of the RCA Victor's Little Nipper series. The second album, released by Disneyland Records in 1963, in conjunction with the film's first re-release, and it was issued with no accompanying booklet, which was a usual practice with most Disneyland label albums. It contained much more of the film's plot, but with many of the same alterations as the first album, so this recording was technically a remake of the earlier one. The cast for the 1963 album was uncredited. Neither album listed the film's credits or made any mention of the film's cast. A single for the film's most memorable song, A Whale of a Tale, sung by Kirk Douglas, was also released in 1954 under the Decca Children's series label. On January 29, 2008, Walt Disney Records released a 26-track digital album containing the music of Paul Smith's original soundtrack score to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, plus both sides of A Whale of a Tale single, as well as a digital booklet companion that explores the music of the film. This was the first official release of the film score and was initially available only through the iTunes store. Intrada released the same soundtrack on CD in 2011. As far as the iTunes release and the CD release, I read several reviews and everyone seems to agree that the CD auto quality is much better than the iTunes version. Well, our final question this week comes from Teresa and she writes, Aaron and team, I love Herbie. Just how many Herbie films have been made and can I get them all? I am new to this love and sad they took away from the attraction at Hollywood Studios. Thanks for the help. Oh, and any soundtracks? Well, I too love Herbie and grew up watching him. Here where I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas, someone drives around a newer model bug with all the Herbie racing stripes and number. It's pretty awesome. Herbie is based on a 1963 Volkswagen Beetle. There were six movies made, The Love Bug in 1969, Herbie Rides Again in 1974, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo in 1977, Herbie Goes Bananas in 1980, The Love Bug was a made-for-TV movie in 1997, and the newest movie was released in 2005, Herbie Fully Loaded. A television series, Herbie the Love Bug or Herbie the Matchmaker, was aired in 1982 on CBS. Dean Jones reprised his movie role for the, for the series, and five episodes are made. All the theatrical releases are available on DVD. There's a great DVD collection available on Amazon called Herbie the Love Bug Collection that has The Love Bug, Herbie Goes Bananas, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, and Herbie Rides Again. The made-for-TV movie The Love Bug was only released on VHS. There is a soundtrack for Herbie Fully Loaded, but I found a great a great website. If you go to lovebugfans.com, there's a link called Downloads, which gives you various songs from the movies and everything Herbie. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. From all of us to 
all of you a very Merry Christmas. And at this joyful time of year, we want you to be with us. So gather round our lovely tree where all the lights are shining. We'll be as happy as can be while all the bells are chiming. Ding dong dingle, what a merry sound. Ding dong dingle, Kris Kringle is in town. And now I'll introduce you to the gang that's here to meet you. The happy house of Mickey Mouse is waiting here to greet you. Ha <laughs> ha! Hi, folks! Merry Christmas! Happy New Year, too! Ha <laughs> ha! Merry, Merry Christmas! From all of us to you. I'll hang you on my Christmas tree. You'd be a pretty bangle. Goofy, what are you saying? <laughs> a jingle, jingle, jangle. Ding dong, dingle. What a merry sound. Ding dong, dingle. Chris Kringle is in town. From all of us to all of you, can't wait until you're with us. We'll meet beneath the mistletoe and say a merry Christmas. Cooper, dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Well, we saw an opportunity to uh, do something different and do something really special uh, to get Disney Cruise Line out there to the public uh, in a way we've never done before. And what better way than the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? We looked through all of our uh, array of characters to choose from, and who better to represent Disney Cruise Line than Mickey Mouse? And I think guests this year are going to really get a big kick out of seeing kind of a new uh, version of Mickey as Sailor Mickey. Whenever we design a new balloon for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, we're always looking to try to take it a step further. Sailor Mickey will actually be the fourth character balloon of uh, Mickey Mouse. He first appeared way back in the 1930s and Walt himself helped design the original Mickey balloon. He flew again in 1960 with more of a contemporary look for Mickey Mouse. Then again he flew in 2000 as band leader Mickey. Seven. To become a part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade really is quite a process. So we really gathered some of the best of the best from the entertainment team, came up with a couple of designs that we all really, really liked. We sent those designs to Macy's and said, this is the one we really want to do. Uh, but we gave them a couple of options, and luckily they like the same basic design that we did. We go from our sketches to a rendering of, of Mickey in the way that we want to see him flying in front of the world's most famous store. And from this, we've got to take all of our ideas and actually transform them into three dimensions. It starts off as a clay sculpture, and then from that clay sculpture, then it becomes the actual balloon. And what they needed was to have an artist go up there, take a look at the balloon itself to make sure that the integrity of the character was there before it went to the next stage. You know, we've been working on this for over two years now, and it's really just amazing for me to see it come to fruition. People have bucket dreams or a bucket list. That's kind of like a bucket list item for me, to be able to say that I've worked on a balloon that's going to be seen before millions of people. Designing them has, has been a challenge, but a great pleasure. We're always looking for something bigger and better for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think this is it. Hey, D. 
Heads. Paige here from the Magical Music Review. It's Thanksgiving week, a time to be with family and friends, and time to really think about what you're truly thankful for. For me, I'm most thankful for my family, my friends, and my home. Not my house, my home. My home is my town, and that's the place that I look forward to coming back to. I'm thankful for the support I have from my friends and family and the people I'm meeting all over the place, and for the warm hugs I receive from those I love. I can't imagine life without the people in my heart. I thank God every day for the experiences I have had and for the people He has placed in my life who has helped me to become the person I am. I hope you all have a delicious turkey time and a wonderful weekend with your family and friends wherever you may be. Happy Thanksgiving, D-Heads. Thanks for Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving Day. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and thank you to the D-team for stopping in with all your signature segments and fun here at the show. Lots of great things, and remember, you can always connect up with the D-team and shoot Aaron questions directly. Just email him, Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Shoot him your questions, and he will do his best to find you the correct answers here on the show. So thank you once again, Aaron, for stopping in here at the show. So we had a variety of different things going on here at the show, and we're gearing up for the voice of Siri. Yes, somebody I talk to on a daily basis, whether that's asking for directions or just finding something online. I'm always asking Siri for a variety of different things. And we have Susan Bennett, the original voice of Siri, stopping in here very shortly here at the show so i'm excited for that because come on if we're gonna bow our heads for thanksgiving what more to be thankful for than the thankfulness of technology and how easy it has made our lives so i'm excited to have susan stopping in here at the show very shortly now i did cover a variety of different things in news here this week all of you d heads previously just a couple of minutes ago so as promised i'm going to give you my own little thankfulness story one of those things here where i am truly thankful and you know since it is thanksgiving now whether you celebrate thanksgiving for the traditional aspect of, you know, why we are thankful and the pilgrims being here in America. But what about all of our friends and all of our D-heads out there from around the world who listen to the show? Much like our D-team member from down under, Lexi. You know, there's many other things to be thankful for. And myself, I'm thankful for a variety of different things. You know, in our lives, we've had so many different things, ups and downs and, you know, hardships and trials and also good times and bad times. And I have to say that through it all, I am thankful for a variety of different things. And first off, I am thankful for my health and my family. I am thankful, you know, being a father. One of those things that I never thought I would be in life is a father. I always thought I would be the bachelor, living in a condo, you know, move down to Florida and do a variety of different things. Being a family man was the farthest from my mind. But here I am, four children later, happily married. I love my family and I am just more thankful for that than anything. I have four great children, you know, two girls, two boys. I mention them here on the show many times. And I am truly thankful for my family and my wife and all the different memories that they make, you know, whether that's passing down the holiday traditions, those little moments of, you know, coaching t-ball and uh, basketball or going to my daughter's gymnastics tryouts and many other things. I am just so excited and so happy and thankful to be a father and a husband. One of those things that uh, is different in my life and I am truly thankful for it. I mean, every day there are memories and more. Nothing is more gratifying than walking through that door and seeing their smiling faces run to me. Daddy's home. We all sit down together as a family. And that's another thing that I am thankful for. I am thankful that my wife and I still find the time to sit down as a family. 
all the kids and us, no TV on, nothing else. We sit down at the kitchen table. No matter how late it is, no matter how early it is, five days a week, Monday through Friday, we are definitely sitting down as a family, asking about what our good news is for the day. You know, what good happened to you? What are, what are some of the stories that happened at school? How was your day at work? Many other things, and I am thankful for that. You know, in a, in a time where traditions are getting lost and, you know, people are opening up for Thanksgiving uh, for sales, on Thanksgiving, which truly is just atrocious. You know, those people have families too to spend time with. I am thankful that I can take the time and have a dinner with my family every single week. Now also, here's with Thanksgiving, if I sound a little preachy, I am thankful for a variety of other things, whether that's my health, uh, memories, my family, you know, I'm one of five children as well, and of course, What's the one thing we're all thankful for? We're all thankful for Disney because Disney has been that constant connection through all of our lives. We all love Disney and it's helped make the memories. I mean, when you connect up and you're thinking about sitting down and cuddling up and watching those Christmas movies with your family, I'm sure many of them are Disney, or those early memories that you're thankful for of, you know, spending those moments with your mom, your dad, or your siblings and, you know, watching your favorite television shows and cartoons. Many of those were probably Disney as well. So we truly are thankful for Disney. Disney, even the theme parks, you know, places where we can go and make the magic happen. I mean, it sounds kind of like a commercial, but it, it is true. I mean, I love taking my children to Disney World and it does make the memories. So with Thanksgiving, it's here. We're able to bow our heads. I am thankful for a variety of different things. Like I said, there's so much. I don't want to get too much into it because, hey, how much do you really want to hear about what I'm thankful for? I'm just going to say, take the time, take the moments and just sit down and think about what you're truly thankful for. The one thing that we have at our house, and you know, maybe this, hopefully it's not too late, maybe you can still do it today as you're listening to the show, or you know, even don't do it after Thanksgiving, just do it once a week or once a month, is we have a little jar. And in our household, it's called the Johnson Thankfulness Jar. Now what we have is little strips of paper, and at any given moment, whether that's you know a homework assignment, or a good day at work, or no matter what it is, is we have a pen, and a little itty bitty strips of paper and you can write what you're thankful for. And on Thanksgiving, we go through and we pull these out throughout our entire Thanksgiving dinner. You don't have to write your name on it. You don't have to write who said it. And sometimes you got to help your children if you do have children. Um, you know, like my children do ask me to write certain things for them as well. But we always write what we're thankful for. And we do this all month long and uh, you know it's great and then you sit down and you you really truly feel blessed because you're pulling these out and you're reading them no matter how big or how little um you know i mean little things like you know children are just really excited to, you know they're thankful for christmas they're thankful for making cookies with mom during the holidays or they're thankful for their brothers or sisters or even thankful for their toys or thankful for certain things that are special to them and no matter how big or how little it truly does make you feel thankful for all you have and it's a great little thing I mean maybe you should try it like I said even after Thanksgiving just maybe do it once a month and it, it, it gives you a chance to sit down and just reflect that even if you had a bad month or a hard week at work you really do sit back and you realize there's a lot more good than bad the bad just overrides it so enough of my lecturing here this week off you d heads yes i am sorry for that but uh you know news is a little light there's all it's thanksgiving weekend everyone's worried about sales going to see frozen i did talk about some of the news here already so with that said I'm going to release the reins to our D-Team member from Down Under, Lexi. She's going to stop in and give you a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Susan Bennett, the original voice of Siri, for your iPhone and your iPad. And we are very excited to have her stopping in. So as we continue on with this week's show, you may have noticed a little bit of a theme with all of our music and clips and all the fun. 
as we're thankful for friends, family, and all those important people in our lives. So, with that said, let's release the reins to the D-Team, and when I come back, I'm going to have the one and only Siri waiting on the line. Should be interesting, all of you D-Heads, to hold a conversation with the original voice behind your phone. Be right back, all of you D-Heads. Happy Thanksgiving. Cause a dream is a wish that you make all alone It's easy to feel like you don't need help But it's harder to walk on your own You'll change inside When you realize the world comes to life And everything's Disney on demand. Pay attention. Don't stop. 
Thanksgiving weekend, catch a brand new dog with a blog. Are you ready? Hosted by the cast during the Give Props to Pets Marathon. Give Props to Pets. Yes! It's a whole night of pet shows in honor of all pets. You're the best friend I've ever had. Catch Perry the Platypus. There you are, Perry. Mr. Oh, I'm sorry. Correction, Mrs. Kipling. <gasps> then catch a brand new dog with a blog. Featuring Stan. If you're going to see the world through my eyes, you got to live like a dog. Lesson one, get off the couch. Followed by Mabel's Pig Waddles. <laughs> He's a Flurbot. Olive's pet. And Amy's newfound dog. Doggy. This Thanksgiving, we're thanking our pets. Disney Channel's giving props to pets. Next Sunday, starting at 7, 6 Central on Disney Channel. Welcome to the 100 Acre Wood, where voices come together in joyful celebration. And the seasons gently turn like pages in a book. A time of giving, shared with good friends and a silly old bear named Winnie the Pooh. For the very thing that we've already found. Friends, near and far away, sharing all today, gathering to say we're thankful. Friends, friends in every way, make each and every day a Thanksgiving day. There's so much more than more here, it's, it's all together true. And being all together is the best thing to do <laughs> with friends. Near and far away, sharing our today, gathering to say we're thankful. Friends, friends in every way, make each and every day our Thanksgiving day. Make each and every day our Thanksgiving day. It was a most thankful day for Winnie the Pooh and friends, for of all the things they had, or ever might, the grandest one of all was the gift of friendship.
Michael Leon Woolley, the voice of Louis the Alligator. Hallelujah! And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. today by wishing everyone a very happy holiday season and a very special Thanksgiving. Although we don't have Thanksgiving as an official holiday down here in Australia, I still do have a lot to be very thankful for. Firstly, I am especially thankful for my wonderful family and friends. Although I don't say it to them every day, I love everyone in my life very much. To my family, I am thankful for their patience with me and their support for everything that I do. And I also have to be thankful for my family trips to Disney, of course. <laughs> and for my friends, I am incredibly thankful for the joy that they bring to not only my life, but to the lives of those around them. I don't get to see them every day, but when we do get together, it is always welcoming, fun, and definitely something to be cherished. And to my sweetheart, I'm thankful for you being the most wonderful person in my life, and I wouldn't be able to dream as big as I do if I didn't have you holding my hand. And finally, I am also incredibly thankful for the hope and dreams that Disney has brought to my life. There are countless lessons from Disney's legacy that I do try to live by. And most importantly, it is Disney's lessons of, if you can dream it, you can do it, that I am most thankful for. So, I am thankful for the fighting spirit and support of my loved ones, and from the wonderful Disney. I wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving and I will try to encourage as much people as I can down here in Australia to make them take a moment to be thankful this season. Now, I certainly am thankful that we have this week's special guest here with us today. Susan Bennett is a marvellous voiceover actress. If you have an iPhone, you will definitely recognise her voice because Susan is the American voice of Apple's Suri application on the iPhone since the iPhone 4S on October 4, 2011. Now, that is a pretty unique job. And it has even been said that more than anyone else, Suri was the voice of the digital age. People think that Suri sounds comforting, and maybe even a little bit seductive, but immediately recognisable nonetheless. It is funny that Susan says she is not technical at all, and she says that it's the great irony of the voice of Suri, because she's constantly passing her iPhone over to her son, saying, fix this for me. <laughs> so here is some background on this week's special guest. Susan is from a small town in upstate New York, 
and in the 1960s, Susan studied at Clinton Central School in Clinton, New York, and then at both Pembroke College and Brown University. And Susan was studying to become a teacher at first. At the same time, this week's special guest developed her love for acting and singing and participated in the Sock and Buskin theatrical productions. She was also the member of a jazz band and was a singer with the Chatted Talks College a cappella group. And get this, Susan entered the voiceover business in the 1970s, almost accidentally, when she was recorded as the voice of the first National Bank of Atlanta's Tilly the All-Time Teller, the first ATM. And it's funny that Susan's success almost happened by way of accident. Get this, this week's special guest's voice can be heard in the public address system, the Delta Airlines terminals worldwide, and also in a range of ATMs, GPS navigation systems, phone systems, and commercials. Now, Susan Shaw is dedicated to her voice acting work, as she worked on more than four hours each day for a month in a home recording booth reading phrases and sentences back in 2005 for the ScanSoft project. And it wasn't until a friend contacted her through an email in late 2011 and then when the audio forensic experts hired by the CNN conducted a test that it was proved that Susan was the voice of Suri. So this is because Apple has used the voice work that Susan did for the Scansoft company back in 2005. And the project, by the way, was on speech construction. So that is interesting for sure. And when not providing her voice to Suri, Susan is a backup singer on tour with people like Burt Bacharach and Roy Orbison. Talk about cool! So it is clear that Susan is both a talented voiceover artist and a singer. And over the past 40 or so years, this week's special guest has been working very hard and has provided her voice to a range of projects. These include voiceovers and singing jingles for ads like Coca-Cola and McDonald's, all the way to the Home Depot, Goodyear, Visa, Macy's, Club Med, Ford, Delta Airlines, and even the Cartoon Network. And more recently, Susan lives in a small town outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and is part of the band Laugh and Cry, and she's also now performing with her husband in the Rick and Susan duo. And when Susan isn't using her voice acting or singing talents, she is contributing to the industry in a range of other ways too. For instance, Susan is co-owner of AudioCam Music, which is actually a full-service recording studio. That's pretty cool. Also, this week's special guest is an active member of the SAG-AFTRA, or the S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A, and the American Federation of Musicians, and even a member of Women in Film. And this is pretty awesome, 
In her downtime, Susan loves to exercise with the Zumba program, and she also plays the keyboard. So, thank you, Susan Bennett. You are one energetic and passionate voiceover actress, and our lives wouldn't be the same without you. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you fans out there, you tuned in once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we bring you all the people behind the voice work and all the voice acting that you hear their voice every single day, uh, you know me, know this person from a variety of different things, from Papa John's, Coca-Cola, Ford Taurus commercials, Chiquita Bananas, Discovery Channel, and most recently, she is the voice of Siri that has been uncovered. We have none other than the voice actress veteran, voice over artist, Susan Bennett with us here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody of your resume, I mean, so many years in the industry and voice over work. I mean, you've done a variety of different things that people hear your voice every single day. And I ask this of a variety of different voice actors, I guess. Uh, first thing, what got you into the business? I mean, that is always something that always intrigues me because everybody finds a different way, uh, I guess, on that path of doing voiceover work. And what led you to it? Well, actually, I started off in this business as a singer. And uh, back in the day when they used to do um, jingles with a lot of people, group singers would do jingles. And we did a lot of work that way. And we did a lot of commercials. One day, the uh, voice actor didn't show up to read, you know, the, the voiceover part of the of the of the commercial, and the owner of the studio said, well, Susan, you don't have an accent. Come over here and read this. So <laughs> I went, ooh, I can do that. 
So uh, I started taking, I took some boys coaching and I got an agent and started working. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where now everyone has heard your voice from a variety of different things, from commercials and jingles and narration and, uh, you know, a variety of different things. And, of course, little moments in history. And one of those is also something that everybody uses every every day, which is ATM machines. I guess, uh, why don't you let everybody in on uh, how that came about and you being the uh, first voice for the first ever ATM uh, machine. Well, actually, I wasn't the voice of the machine because they got the first ATM machine happened oh years and years ago now I was uh, I was the singer on the jingle uh, who was uh, Tilly the all-time teller which was the first <laughs> <laughs> ATM machine here in Atlanta and uh, so I didn't really interact with people who were who were using the ATM machine but I was the uh, I was the advertised voice <laughs> of this particular machine. <laughs> that was my first experience as a machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when it comes to doing jingles and voiceover work, um, do you really prefer one over the other in terms of narration or doing, you know, sweeps for, uh, you know, television channels or doing jingles? Is there one that you just really find, I guess, the most exciting or the most fun that you really enjoy doing? Well, of course, something that's got humor in it and something that, that is, is a dialogue as opposed to something, um, you know, a narration or something is, is usually more fun just because it's more creative. It's, there's interaction with other people. But to tell you the truth, I, I really love all of it. And the nice thing about it is that every day is different and, you know, every job is different. And, and, uh, even though I mostly just live in my voiceover booth at home these days and, and have done that for, for several years now, but um, there's great interaction with uh, recording engineers are, are usually really, really great. And, you know, just interacting with people um, over the microphone, uh, is that's the fun part. And every day is different, and every, every day is, is really fun. I mean, it's, 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 uh, I feel very grateful and very privileged that I can make a living doing something that I enjoy. So, <laughs> so I consider myself very lucky. Well, and like you said, it's also one of those things where you can do it, you know, in the voiceover booth, of course, you know, a lot of the time these days, um, those are inside your own home. So you get to, you know, go to work in your PJs and get to kind of do it that way. So you feel very comfortable. But with that comfort, I guess, are there ever any scripts or any jingles or any uh, voiceover work you get where it just tongue ties you. It's one of those where no matter how many takes you get, you know, two hours later, you're still just having trouble enunciating these. Well, there are certain words in the English language that are difficult to say when you put them together. It's it's funny. My husband and I um, really enjoyed the series Dexter, and I I really love words. So I noticed I noticed words, and uh, in one episode, uh, the character Deborah refers to something in in evidence, and it's a smudge of ash. Um, but she calls it an ash smudge, and I said, oh, oh, that's tough, ash smudge. <laughs> <laughs> Try to say that three times fast. So, yes, there are certain times that you get a little tongue-tied, uh, depending on, you know, how a script is written. And I just recently did something for um, a narration that was quite technical in that it had a lot of different names of bacteria. And, you know, it was just, it was horrible. It was like, Allocyclobacillus acidoterrestris and things like that. I mean, just the 12 pages of that. So, <laughs> so yes, yes. 
Tongue-tied is, is part of it sometimes. I was always curious about that just because, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, my sons, uh, you know, they have dinosaur books with narrations. And I'm like, I, I can barely pronounce these words myself. Uh, how does a voiceover artist do it, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, sometimes there, there's a little trick. Um, if there's something that's just really impossible to say, there are little there are little tricks, which, you know, voice coaches can also tell you. You know, you take a little pause between the words, the tiniest pause, so you can say the end of a, you know, like S-T before you have to say it S-K or something. Um, so there are little tricks like that. And uh, and just dividing the words in syllables and then putting putting them together in such a way that that you think about it differently and so you don't have as much trouble pronouncing it. But... Um, that really doesn't happen all that often. That's that's pretty rare, and, and it's mostly in, um, you know, technical technical uh, scripts. Now, uh, when it comes to some of these, you know, like uh, you know, voice narration or on hold messages or commercials. Um, now, one of those things, you know, I've always talked with a variety of different voice actors and voiceover artists, and you know, they're always amazed by the reaction from people and hearing themselves or family members. Um, do you get that pretty often when you know family members or other people are, you know, they're listening to a commercial like, ah, I'm listening to you again, Susan. Ah, I'm listening to you again. Here you are again. Um, or have you ever called anywhere and it was actually yourself giving yourself the on hold message? Um, yes, I have, as a matter of fact, and it's really funny. I, I'm not going to tell you the name, the name of the company, but the company wanted me to, to, and it was a fairly sophisticated, you know, it wasn't a, a kid's, um, you know, concern or anything, and they wanted me to use a voice like this, like, thank you for calling. And you call this place and you expect it to be, you expect a voice to be, thank you for calling, or something very sophisticated and, you know, uh, certainly not, you know, young and goofy. And so when I had to uh, to call this company for something, I started laughing to myself and I thought, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's that's part of the thing. That's part of the deal of, of uh, you know, being any kind of actor is you, you pretty much have to do what the director tells you to do. So... If that's the voice they ask for, then that's the voice they get. Um, and But many times, you know, many people have asked me about that in relation to the Siri voice. And they'll say, oh, don't people always stop you and say, oh, my goodness, I recognize you. And no, they don't really because it's, it's very much a contextual thing. You know, um, they don't expect to hear Siri out and about running around. And... Um, and also in my daily speech, I don't really sound like Siri until I drop the pitch of my voice. And uh, even then, for it to sound 100% like Siri, it has to be played around within the studio. Um, you know, they, they took the voice and they manipulated it so it would sound a certain way. So... Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is more of a context because you are changing your voice or the pitch or so many different things, you know, from jingles and whatnot. And that's going to, I guess, you, you segue into that. But of course, the voice of Siri, which is something that is now in everybody's house to date. I mean, it's one of those things that have revolutionized, uh, you know, phones, interaction. And, you know, I, I myself have used uh, Siri many times as well. Um, I guess when it came out that uh, you were the voice of Siri, you know, you made your rounds. You were on shows like Queen Latifah, Ellen, CNN, you know, a variety of different shows. And, you know, you've gotten asked the questions a variety of times. So of course, I have to ask the one question just uh, that I'm sure you've answered a million times. And uh, I guess, how was it when you discovered that you were the voice of Siri and how did that come about? Well, actually, I found out uh, from a colleague who, who uh, emailed me and said, Hey, we've been playing around with this new iPhone. Isn't that you? 
And I thought, oh, really? And uh, so I, it came as a surprise to me because I had done a lot, a lot of uh, text-to-speech work. And, you know, and they take the voice and then they, they can manipulate it in different ways to sound, you know, uh, you know, higher pitched or lower pitched or, you know, quicker, you know, slower. They can, they can manipulate the voice. And, you know, I always expected to hear my voice on a lot of different phone systems, but the surprise came when all of a sudden the phone, the phone system was interactive and it was, you know, in your hand. So that was, <laughs> that was really a, a phenomenon. Um, and I think that's why people have developed such a relationship with, with Siri. I, people just, Many, many people just really love to to talk to Siri, and have really developed a a, a feeling for this for this piece of technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and it's the kind of thing too now where you know you look back to like uh, Stanley Kubrick with uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey with Hal, and kind of Siri has kind of become the modern day Hal. I mean, I guess uh, how does that feel that uh, you know now you are going to go down as you know th- this person that uh, now is. Uh, inside everybody's homes. Yeah, it is a little strange. And to tell you the truth, um, I only got Siri um, a few months ago, or well, it was last year that I got an, an iPad, um, and uh, I use that now to read most of my scripts, actually. And um, so before that, I had, had purchased the iPhone 4 not long before the iPhone 4S came out. And so I didn't just run right out and get a new, new iPad iPhone 4S, but my husband did. So we had Siri in the house, but <laughs> I didn't really uh, interact with her very much. And so I was, I didn't realize how many other people were, were forming such a relationship with her. And, um, you know, I do talk to her occasionally, and, and uh, I try to get her to admit that we're related, but she never does. <laughs> she really has attitude, Siri. <laughs> Well, you know, we have noticed that, you know, everyone has had their chance to play around with Siri. And, of course, everyone has asked a, a variety of questions. You know, you, you, you see them online and all the different questions that people ask that are just off the wall. And uh, there's always these standard answers. Now, I guess, um, you know, now that, uh, you know, your friends and family know that you're Siri, do they ask you any of these same questions to see if you even know the answers to them? Well, they, sometimes they do, but the, the main thing they really want me to do is to say some of the things that they can't get Siri to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, off-color things and, and certain expletives that, that Siri just won't say. Um, so it is pretty funny. But the interesting part about Siri is that, you know, Steve Jobs uh, and, you know, other the other folks at Apple really programmed a lot of interesting responses. Uh, you know that that Siri gives people when they they ask her questions, and um, you know there there are some uh, references in there from the Firesign Theater, which is a comedy group that's still in existence, but they started in the '70s and had radio shows, um, and some of the humor that that they uh, started back in the '70s is is built into Siri. If you ask her a certain question, she will respond in a certain way. Uh, the same thing is if you ask her, you know, the meaning of life, she'll say 42, which came from the Hitchhiker's Guide. So it's, it's funny that, that uh, Steve Jobs would program that, you know, his, his humor into, into Siri. And I think that may be one of the reasons that, that people like Siri so much is because she does exhibit a certain sense of humor and, uh, and a certain attitude. I mean, she, she does seem to have human qualities 
she's she's still a, a little bit robotic that and but um basically she was really quite a big breakthrough in uh concatenated speech because when I did the recordings that ultimately became uh the voice of Siri and that was in 2005 wow. and uh 4 hours a day for the month of July in 2005 and all of those um you know all of that recording ultimately became Siri and at that time if you'll recall concatenated voices you know technological voices sounded like that you know hello how are you and it, it was really hard to imagine that they could ever smooth it out so that it would sound human but they you know with technology especially moving at the pace that it's moving now um it'll be no time before some of these you know technological voices will really really sound human Definitely. You know, and when it comes to that, too, you know, now, you know, people can change the way Siri sounds. You can have an Australian version and now a male version as well, I guess, uh, uh, you know, in the mix. Uh, how does that feel now that uh, I guess you're part of the original Siri? Yes, I call myself Siri Classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to tell you the truth, it's, uh, it's not a surprise to me because, you know, uh, that kind of phenomenon and and that kind of you know cultural um, presence, those things just change very quickly. You know, I mean, something's really great. Oh, this is very exciting. Oh, let's get something new. So it it makes total sense that that there would be many other voices and that the voices would change. And ultimately, I think they will smooth out even more. And I'm sure they're going to um, improve the programming to the point where it's going to be easier to talk to some of these. Um, technological voices because at this point in time, I know it's a little difficult for people with uh, any kind of thick accent, whether it's a regional United States accent or, um, you know, a foreign accent. Uh, I know that they have a lot of trouble communicating with Siri. Um, we have a friend who has a very, very thick southern accent, and he asked Siri how to get to Snellville, Snellville, Georgia, and he, but he pronounced it Snellville. And so... Siri kept saying, I don't have a snail bill. <laughs> <laughs> so I took the phone from her and I said, well, let me talk to her. I said, would you please tell us where Snellville is? <laughs> and then she finally told us. <laughs> right. You know, and, and like you said, that comes back to the personal interactions with Siri, you know, where, you know, some people are constantly having a battle. I will say my wife just cannot get Siri to cooperate with her. And at the same time, she always listens to me, and she she blames that on the female uh, to male relationship. <laughs> well, it could be, you know, Siri. You know, she's quite a character. There's really no telling. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've gotten that before too. Not just from uh, being the voice of Siri, but other things you've done. You know, a lot of people out there they they really connect with a specific voice. Um, you know, with there's a lot of great things that are coming out out there. Even movies where people are basing it around their the voices on their GPS. You know, we've seen television shows um, where people are naming their GPSs as well as their phones, and really develop this connection. Um, is that something that you see uh, growing even more? Where you know we are in this technological society where uh, everything is more automated and uh, you know like you said it's going to smooth out the system it's going to sound more real is that the kind of thing where you see it even evolving even more to uh, it might not be a healthy for some of these people well I think that it is going to keep evolving and um, you know people people are really 
obsessed with their with their electronics these days. You know, people basically just live on their smartphones and their tablets. And um, you know, I I kind of have ambivalent feelings about that. It's uh, you know, it's um, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon, and it's uh, it it can seem a little strange actually, but. I do think we're going to see more and more of it, and and especially once the um, the, the technological voices become smoother and more human, it's you know it's going to be. You know, I think people are going to be talking to their machines as if they were other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, it's real, there's really no no. T- I mean, I it's it's hard to imagine what 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 it, what the technolo- technology is going to be like in 10 years with the, you know, the speed that it's improving. It's, it's really going to be an amazing thing. Right. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, some of the uh, animatronic uh, things that they're doing out there and then, you know, putting that with voice work and interacting back and forth. Uh, it's not going to be long before we have some, uh, you know, an artificial intelligence type movie scenarios going on. Oh, absolutely. It'll, it'll happen a lot quicker than we can even imagine, I think, because things are just... You know, things are just moving at lightning speed now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm moving away from being the voice of Siri and continuing on, you know, you do a lot of different voice work, of course. You know, not just uh, being the voice of Siri, the original voice of Siri, you know, but many other things like Delta Airlines and many other things, you know. And those are also, you know, very I guess, integral things that people have come to know. I mean, um, you know, when you look at movies, even like Aladdin back in the day, um, where, you know, Robin Williams is, you know, poking fun at stewardesses and airlines, and they just have a distinctive sound. Um, Is that something that you have to study when you go into the voice over, I guess, for specific things like jingles or narration, where you're looking for a specific sound of something that they know is exactly what they want it to sound like, no matter how cliche? I think that if you when you go into voice work it's it's like going into acting. You want to try to avail yourself of as much information and, and learn as much as you can and try to uh be able to produce as many different sounds as you can. Um, I find that typically it's um basically what I try to do is is come up with the sound that a person's looking for. Um, you know, the director or the writer will describe, you know, how they want that person to sound. If they want the person to sound, you know, very, you know, intense and, and you know, really compelling people to do something, there's a certain way that you would express that. And, and you know, if you want the person to be very relaxed or very seductive, you know, there's a, a different um, a timbre of voice and everything. Um, I think that that's, you know, that's something that you just try to, to practice and, and have in your, in your little, um, bag of tricks, you know, when you, <laughs> when you go into this business. Definitely. And, uh, you know, I guess with that said, you know, we, we know you're busy and you, you spend a lot of time, uh, in, in the booth, but I guess, is there anything, you know, we know that things always have to be under wraps. There's always lots of things that you can't speak about, but if anybody does want to, uh, you know, f- hear more from you or anything that's currently out there, um, what are some of the newest projects that we can find you on television or, uh, over air or anywhere else? But, uh, to tell you the truth, I haven't done anything that's, uh, Probably national at this point, so that so that everyone could hear it. Um, but you will hear me on all kinds of GPSs and telephone systems throughout the country. Um, Delta Airlines gates worldwide, and so at this point in time, um, 
In fact, it's one of the reasons that I decided to uh, come out of my voiceover booth as the voice of Siri <laughs> is because I thought, you know, I would really like to uh, to branch out and get back into doing uh, different types of voices. Um, you know, everything go everything goes in in cycles, and and there are different trends uh, in advertising and and everything else. And um, at this particular point in time, I've been doing a lot of narration and on hold messaging and that type of thing, and it's really great. But I would really love to. I've always wanted to be a cartoon, so. <laughs> I would really love to to work on on becoming a, a cartoon, or at least at least you know a guest cartoon somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you looking to be more of a a princess, or would you want to go more comedy based and just really let loose? Oh, I'd love to do do anything, really. You know, I could I could be the I could be the, the I could be the beautiful princess. <laughs> oh, I could be the crazy person. Well, that's really good. You know, that's the that's the kind of thing where now I'm, I'm going to be having to be on the lookout all times now and looking at the credits and making sure that I'm not going to see you popping up on the uh, next Nick Jr. show or Disney Channel or uh, the next film. Well, I hope you do. I hope you I hope you look and I hope you see the the, the name popping up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, Susan, it was our pleasure having you stop in, you know, taking this moment with us and talking with all of our listeners out there. And I guess if there's anything that you could leave out for anybody uh, as the final words from Susan, I guess, what would that be? The final word? Um, let's see. Be good to your machines and be nice to Siri. Please don't curse at Siri. She's very, very sensitive. <laughs> yeah, and also you can um, follow what's happening on at Seriously Susan, and my website is susancbennett.com. So you can check those out and, and see see what's happening. Very good. So yeah, we'll also connect up with this all over our social media. Let everyone know where to find you, and uh, you know Twitter and uh, your website and all the different ways. And of course, you always have some fun demo reels that you can listen to on your website as well. Correct? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And also, um, my husband and I are musicians, so you can even um, find a link to some of the stuff that we've that we've recorded. So uh, all kinds of stuff. Very cool. Well, it was our pleasure having you on once again, and uh, you know, I, I wish you the best of luck in the future, and hopefully we'll be speaking again uh, about the next upcoming animated feature you're going to be in. That would be beautiful. Thank you, Jonathan. We're your friends. We're your friends. We're your friends to the bitter end. The bitter end. When you're alone. When When you are down When you are down And when you're Outside looking in Who's there to open the door That's, that's what, what friends are for Who's always eager to extend a friendly claw—that's what friends are for. And when you're lost in dire need, who's at your side at lightning speed? 
We're friends with every creature coming down the pike. In fact, we've never met an animal we didn't like. Didn't like. So you can see we're friends. We're friends indeed and friends indeed. Friends indeed are friends indeed. Safe in the jungle forevermore. That's what friends are for. Hey, LVG heads, Jonathan here from Disney On Demand. And I just want to stop in to give you a little bit more about something that I've really enjoyed reading this past week, and it's WDW Magazine. Yes, the best of Walt Disney World. Now, this is a magazine that is an e-publication, something I love. As all of us are living on our tablets, our iPads, and more, I, for one, am always sitting on my iPad. I take it with me, I do research, I do reading, and I have all kinds of fun on my iPad. And the best of Walt Disney World is WDW Magazine. I've been enjoying the last two issues, and they have a lot of great things, from featured stories, where each month they take an in-depth look at a current topic. They also have the First Timers Corner for all of you first timers at Walt Disney World where they can tell you what visitors are going to need to know about your first time to this fantastic park. There's also the Best of Walt Disney World with a featured hotel, restaurant, and attractions chosen by their readers of WDW Magazine. Now there's a variety of different things that they have in this publication and I just want to say that I for one think it is fantastic. I only endorse things that I know that I truly love here at the show and you rarely hear me endorse many things things but i do love wdw magazine it is fantastic and coming up for issue three if you are looking for that perfect christmas gift now is the time to give that gift of a subscription to that loved one that family member or that disney fan in your life heck even give it to yourself because they have their upcoming christmas issue right around the corner there's also some great new things coming from this publication and might i add because it is an e-publication it's not just reading one of the features that i do love about wdw magazine is the fact that you can watch videos in every article. Nothing beats that. You can read it, you can watch the video, all right there in the publication. So definitely check it out at wdwmag.com. And I gotta say, D-heads out there, this is definitely one you wanna add to your Christmas list. You truly will love the articles. Definitely check it out. The best in Walt Disney World with interactive articles and more as an e-publication. Just check it out at wdwmag.com. Told you I'd be back. Paige here with a new magical music review. It's Thanksgiving week, and for me, that means I can start rolling out the Christmas music. This week, we're going to be taking a look at one of my favorite Christmas soundtracks, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. The film was released in 1997. The score and songs were composed by Rachel Portman, whose credits also include Chocolat, Lake House, One Day, and countless others. The lyrics were written by Don Black whose credits include Dances with Wolves and Out of Africa. The entire original voice cast returned to the film, except for Bradley Michael Pierce, the original voice of Chip. Ready for some good music? Let's go! Whoa! Slow down, Matt! <laughs> 
There are several good songs written for Enchanted Christmas. There are two solo songs, and the first song is sung by Paige O'Hara, also known as The Lovely Belle. Belle sings the song entitled Stories as she's writing a storybook to give to Beast for Christmas. The instrumental is lyrical. It follows the same melody through most of the song until a key change just near the end. Leading to the key change, there is a crescendo to bring it all together. It ends with a nice soft flute and the violins. Take a listen. You find more things to say. One day I will reach him. There has to be a way. Everyone needs someone. He must need someone too. When I get to know him better, here's what I will do. I'll read him stories from picture books, all filled with wonder. Magic worlds where the impossible becomes the everyday. We'll find a mountaintop and some moonbeams to sit under. I'll lead because I know the way. Is it truly a Christmas song? Maybe not but I would consider it more of a Christmas song than the other solo. This other song is called Don't Fall in Love, sung by Tim Curry, who voices the villain Forte, the evil pipe organ. Forte was Beast's court composer, and he tries to influence Beast to hold on to his anger, as he doesn't want to return to being human. He feels that Beast doesn't value him until after the curse is cast, and doesn't want to be faded into the background. The song is Forte telling Beast not to fall in love with Belle. The instrumental includes organ, of course, and it just has that mood that makes you wary, that makes you know without knowing the film that you're listening to the villain's song. Take a listen and see what you think. Not exactly a Christmas carol. I am your friend, your cher ami. I wouldn't lie to you. If you must love someone, may I suggest you love yourself, just think it through. You'll never leave and you'll find you'll get more rest. You'll always feel as good as new. Your freedom is the most important thing, my friend. You must be strong, you mustn't bend. Don't talk for hours, don't send flowers, don't write poems, don't sing songs and dance beneath the stars that shine above. Don't fall in love. Oh, don't do it. There are a couple tracks of classic Christmas carols, such as Joy to the World, Silent Night, and The First Noel, included on the CD that are all sung by Paige O'Hara. But what I consider to be the best song is the main song of the movie, As Long As There's Christmas. Belle sings the song along with Lumiere, Chip, Mrs. Potts, Cogsworth, and other members of the household. The message of the song is that there's more to Christmas than the presents and decorations. That what makes Christmas isn't the stuff, which is commonly forgotten during the season. The instrumental is fairly simple at the start, and as the song progresses, more is added that by the climax, the song is a bit big and grand. It ends in the same simple manner as the start. Enough talk. Take a listen. As long as there's Christmas, I truly believe that hope is the greatest of the gifts we'll receive. 
my family calling me for Thanksgiving dinner shopping. Yay, I can't wait for that turkey. I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, D-Heads. Until next time, see ya! All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed our Thanksgiving edition here at Disney On Demand. And I want to thank a very special Susan Bennett for stopping in and sharing her story about becoming the original voice of Apple Siri on your iPad and your iPhone, and I'm sure many of us interact with her on a daily basis. Thank you, Susan, once again for stopping in, and I know we're going to be hearing your voice all over, whether that's Delta Airlines, commercials, and more. 
you are going to be all over the place, and I am holding out for that next princess role for you. So thank you, Susan, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, yes, Aaron, Lexi, and Paige, all for stopping in here this week. Thank you for stopping in with your signature segments and adding a little bit of that fun, magic, and more for all the D-Heads out there. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can connect up with the D-Team, shoot them direct emails, and more and find out more about all the people that help bring this show to you every single week. And most certainly, thank you D-Heads. Yes, in a show full of thankfulness here this week, thank all of you D-Heads for tuning in every single week. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be bringing the show to you every single week with all the special guests and all the memories from your lifetime of Disney. Thank you for tuning in and making us bring this magic to you every single week. Now all of you D-Heads with Thanksgiving over, Yes, right around the corner is Christmas, and we're going to be kicking off our month-long celebration of our very merry Christmas episodes. That's right, we're going to have a month full of very merry Christmas episodes with celebrity guests that are connected to Christmas and the holidays in a very special way, all kinds of magic and music and more. And before I clue you in into who's going to be stopping in here next week at the show for show number 57, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. Com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives. You can connect up with the D-Team, find the latest news blogs, and more. And that's all at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also find us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can also listen to the show on Stitcher Radio and iTunes, and subscribe right there. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. So all of you D-heads, all the different ways you can stay connected, all kinds of fun. I'm excited next week to kick off our very merry Christmas editions all month long here next week here at the show, so there is all kinds of fun around the corner. So thank you once again. Remember to take that time here this week, as it is Thanksgiving. It's that time to be thankful, whether that's your job, your health, or anything at all to be thankful for. Maybe you're just getting good grades in school, or thankful for your children or your loved ones. It doesn't make a difference how little or how big. Just show that thanks here this week, and bow your heads once again. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I always mention, and it's never more fitting than it is here this week, never neglect family for business. I'll catch you online and all over social media, and see you next week, D-heads. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.